Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. to know the name, know the genius in you, where in a single moment you can recognize your brilliance and change your life. This is a transformational hour that covers an array of topics that demonstrate how individuals use their native talents, as shown in their name, to look at the ordinary in extraordinary ways. Now, Albert Einstein once said that everybody's a genius. Why would one of the smartest people on the planet declare that everyone is a genius unless he knew that to be true? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and in each weekly show, you get to hear the fascinating ways that other people have discovered the genius in themselves and what they were able to accomplish because of it. And again, at the end of tonight's show, you'll get to hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius in your name. Now, our expert tonight is Denise Thomas, who has developed her genius in the area of being able to figure out how families can pay for college. Now, she's an international best-selling author, an inspiring speaker, and a coach to parents of college-bound teens. Now, Denise Thomas went from starving college student who lifted food from her college campus cafeteria to have meals for the weekend to a mom who figured out how to get colleges to beg her kids to attend their school. Now, Denise has seen both famine and fortune, a 20-year homeschool veteran, having homeschooled her two children from kindergarten through high school, Denise wasn't sure if colleges would have confidence in her mommy transcript or how her teens would pay for college. Now, in the end, both of her kids attended their first choice college on six and eight scholarships that exceeded $100,000 and walked out of their four years of college with cash in hand. 
She's the founder of Cracking the Code for, to Free College, coaching parents of college-bound students to help them achieve scholarships and admission opportunities for their children. Now, Denise's mission is to inspire, educate, and equip parents who take an active role supporting their children to live a life of financial freedom. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show, Denise. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Now, what brought you to this profession of figuring out how to help parents financially pay for their kids? I mean, what was your road to get here? Was it just when your kids, what you all of a sudden went, oh, crap, I've got to pay for college? Uh, well, it was actually more than that, because most parents believe that, well, you know, college is going to be stupid expensive, so we're just going to have to have loans. But in my particular situation, even loans were not an option because we had gone through a bankruptcy a few years prior to my daughter starting high school. And uh, I suddenly realized, holy cow, what the heck are we going to do? There was yes. there, that wasn't even an option. So what do we do? How on God's green are they going to pay for school? We, we knew that they could uh, manage school. There were certainly, you know, smart enough kids. But um, a getting them in was going to be one thing, you know, just the application process and, and being accepted. But then paying for it. That was a whole new ball game. And, and so it was tough. So I've heard people say that there's no way to go to college without a student loan. What do you say when you hear people say that? Um, well, I, I could say BS, but I'll try to you know keep it family friendly. Um, the truth <laughs> is almost 600,000 college students graduate debt-free every year. Now, it's are they graduating debt-free because their parents paved the way or because they have scholarships? Or do you know the stats on how many are which? <laughs> well, not exactly. The, it's, it's true that there will be some number that will have a very wealthy family. There will be some number on the far other spectrum that have very low income. But the fact of the matter is the vast majority, and I do mean a huge number, are graduating debt-free because they know how to play the system. They, they worked early before college started to understand finances. They understand or understood how to work it. They understood that grades were going to be a big part of it. So they worked their tails off during high school. Uh, they, Their parents usually or their high school to college counselor helped them figure out and navigate the system uh, when it came to figuring out how to get scholarships, not just applying, but how to win. And I went a step further because my kids were homeschooled it was going to take more than just a few scholarships. We had, um, well, basically my, my kids were homeschooled the whole time. So it was going to be, how are they going to accept that transcript? Are they going to believe what we had to say in there as, as well as the activities that they participated in? So I created, <coughs> excuse me, I created an actual uh, portfolio, I guess you'd call it, that demonstrated their actual accomplishments. And that was sent in with, along with their college applications. The response to that was phenomenal. Colleges were calling us pursuing my kids. So what was in that portfolio? The truth, it was documentation. I'm explain, let me explain what it is that colleges are looking for. Let's just start there so that the families who are listening can understand 
what it is. Because I think that's kind of a, a, an enigma. People don't really get it. They're trying to figure out, well, what is it they're really looking for? And the truth is what they're doing is they're filling their freshman class and they want all spectrums. They're looking for different demographics. They're looking for people from different states and cities and, and, and small towns and big towns. They want to fill out that class. They need leaders and they also need followers. So what this portfolio did for my kids is it showed what my kids were bringing to the college campus. And within my course, I explain to parents and show them exactly how to put something like that together from start to finish. And what's interesting that I found out as I was working through this for my own children is that there are scholarships out there, big ones, that actually require a portfolio, a documentary, some type of documentation that shows or illustrates what your kids have accomplished throughout high school. So in doing this for the college purpose, we were just, we were ready for these other scholarships and they won those scholarships. So in a portfolio, I mean, some schools are now getting rid of grades or minimizing grades and going into portfolio. So it's really an example of their work from their assignments, correct? That is what the schools are doing, but that is totally not what is going on here. Okay. The, the, what, what it is, what's happening with the schools, and I do understand that they're trying to get the kids to put together, you know, I mean, no, honestly, what they're really doing is they're taking care of their parents' um, scrapbook is what it is. It's what it turns out to be. It's, it's all the stuff that you've accomplished. It's your best essays. It's, you know, your best work or your test scores or what have you all together. And that's great for mom and dad to hang on to. But that's not what colleges are looking for. What they want to know is what do you bring to the campus? Because in all honesty, your GPA and your college entrance exam test scores does the same thing as what the high schools are, are using as a portfolio. What I'm talking about is something that demonstrates not the academic side, but what I call the resume side. Okay, give us an example. Well, <clears throat> it's who you really are. It's what's your why. Why does a student participate in certain activities? Is it because mom and dad dropped them off you know, to ballet or football practice since the age of three? Or is it something they're truly passionate about? What is their focus? What, what really uh, makes that brightness come out in their eyes? I know for my daughter, it was easy, but for my son, he was one of those kids, and maybe it's just boys, I have no idea, because uh, I only had one, that just, there, there was just this glint. And if you miss that glint in his eyes, you had no idea what this kid's passion was really about, what really got him excited. But that's what the colleges want to know. They want to know what excites you. What is it that you're bringing to the campus in that excitement? So, for example, if the student does uh, volunteer or community service activities, first of all, colleges know that the vast majority of, of high schools do have, have a requirement for graduation when it comes to their uh you know, their volunteer services. So it has to exceed that. But your volunteer activities take pictures, showing the student helping to build a house or teaching uh, something to another child or whatever it is that they're doing for their volunteer services. They want to see the documentation that, you know, in photographs that the child, the teen is enjoying this, that it's really something that that is part of who they are. 
uh, take pictures, put it in the newspaper. If they win, if they win awards, take pictures and and send it to your newspaper's uh, community uh, profile and get it printed and clip. Take those clippings, anything like that. But it's actually their resume that becomes in photographic form for the portfolio. Thank you. That explains it so much better. <laughs> I kept thinking, what are we talking about? <laughs> okay. So you and your husband have moved more than 15 times during your 34-year marriage and spent five years full-time RVing across the U.S. and traveling abroad after sending their youngest off to college. And I just think it's incredible considering that I started adding up how many times I had moved. And of course, uh, there was many, many reasons. But if you look at just even adding in going to college was one move, coming back from college is another move. And totaling it up, I have moved 53 times. Holy moly. (laughs) And my son used to say, if everything wasn't put in place and hung on the walls and everything within three days, he'd say, mom, you're getting lazy. (laughs) You know, because I I got so used to unpacking and making it look like home, not knowing how how long we'd be there and then packing it up again to go. And you know what they say is that every move is like, you know, every two moves is like one selective fire. So you don't keep anything you don't really need. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, it's interesting when so my hold daughter on, was... Because we need to take a break. We'll sure. come back to this because then I really do want to know about this RVing and what a wonderful education for your kids. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. And after the break, we're going to find out what Denise Thomas says are the stumbling blocks for most families when it comes to paying for college. Stay tuned. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. 
Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. Pathong Shamanic Art School proudly presents the Gathering of Shaman 2019 Fall Retreat, Manifestation Samhain. Join me, Certified Shamanic Instructor Gwilda Wiyaka, in the magnificent Colorado Mountains this November 2nd and 3rd for a life-changing event. Participate in unique teachings and ceremonies that will put the power and magic of shamanic manifestation into your hands. Sit in circle with like-minded individuals, sharing group energy and the power it generates. Classes will be held in a facility next to the beautiful, majestic Arkansas River, further empowering the experience. Space is limited, so reserve your spot today. For more information, visit findyourpathhome.com or email touchin at findyourpathhome.com. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Now, our guest tonight is Denise Thomas, who is an expert in figuring out how to pay for college. Her website is getaheadoftheclass.com. Now, Denise, right before the break, I asked you about RVing across the U.S. I think what a wonderful way of educating your children. Tell us about that. Well, it's also uh, a great way to enjoy life after you've sent your kids to school debt free. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, I think the best part about it was uh, seeing things that were never on your bucket list. Because the truth is, I never would have deliberately taken a vacation to many of the places that we saw and uh, and, actually, you know, went through the effort to go to some of these places. But it was a, a truly a wonderful experience. And my son, who was in college at the time, because we had literally dropped him off and said, see ya. And uh, he was able to fly to visit with us every summer and go mountain climbing or canoeing or take all kinds of trips because he wasn't paying for college. He had no loans to worry about. It was truly an awesome experience for him. My daughter did the same thing while she was in school, even though we were still living at home. But she was able to take cruises with her friends and and just enjoy it. It was great. Well, I think it's amazing. And since I'm well-traveled, I think that's the best thing you can give your kids. Of course, we did it in tents and on limited budgets and saying, okay, this is where we're going from point A to point B. And I'm willing to drive 50 miles in any direction out of, you know, out, out plan our trip. And when you guys plan it out, then we'll go see anything you guys want to see along the way. That's great. Um, So, Denise, this is the part of our show where we analyze your name. Are you ready? Go for it. Okay. Your name says that you are naturally a very good listener and that everybody comes and dumps their problems on you and you're really good at giving advice. It says also that you're here to bring beauty to the world and so you always notice what something looks like. And so like if there's a crooked picture on the wall, you're going to walk by and straighten it out because it just looks better when it's straight. Your name says that you have your own organizational style, that you're very independent, that you're very smart and you can learn anything from anybody, but you don't have patience 
to wait for an answer. So you want somebody right there next to you as long as you're learning. But the minute you've caught on to the basics, it's like, okay, I got it. Go away. Leave me alone. Don't micromanage me. Thank you very much. Time for you to go help somebody else. You know, and it says that you have a very generous heart and that you've learned how to mediate because you bring people to you that sometimes want to argue or get into very heated discussions or very passionate discussions, I should say. And so therefore, you've learned how to mediate so that um, you can keep the room calm. Anyway, that's some of what's in your name. You have absolutely nailed it. It's hilarious. I can't believe it. Well, I can talk for two hours on a name. Gosh, (laughs) you need to send me a print out of that. That's fantastic. Well, Uh, you can just listen to the show again. (laughs) It's beautiful. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable that you you just, seriously, you really nailed it. And as far as like not having patience when it comes to information, I am absolutely an information junkie. I research everything to death uh, before I leap off and say, this is exactly the way it should be and what we should do and what have you which it's how I came about uh, taking care of this program with my kids. Literally, it was 7,000 hours of research that got them into college debt-free with cash leftover. Okay, so real quickly, you have a book that shows parents how to do this so they don't have to put in the 7,000 hours? (laughs) For a course? course. I have a course right now. It's, It's actually six weeks, and uh, it's because I homeschooled, I understand learning styles. So we have the course offered live. They have uh, video as well as audio and transcripts for each learning style. I, I think that's wonderful. Now, parents also hire you to discover how their kids can go to college debt-free. So when you're working with a parent or a family, what's the very first thing you do with them? Well, the very first thing is to find out where are they. Uh, I think that the the biggest a uh, stumbling block that parents have is they start too late. Uh, most of the time, and we were the same 30-something years ago, right? No one thought about college until the kids were taking their ACT or their SAT during junior year. That was the first and probably the only thing they heard from their high school counselor until they were a senior. And in all honesty, it's almost too late at that point. I really prefer to catch parents earlier, uh, either as a freshman or a sophomore in high school, uh, or at least just touch base with me when they're in middle school and let's get the ball rolling. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm at. It's where are you? But then at that point is what are their expectations? What are their goals? If you're if you're a parent who wants to have their kid graduate debt free and the parent doesn't want to have to sell a kidney, um, <laughs> take up a second mortgage, right. or use their retirement funds, then we really need to take Ivy off the table unless the parent's income is extremely low because they don't give merit scholarships. Right, because everybody's bright. Exactly. So so I just want to ask your opinion on something. Because I was an educator, Mm -hmm. okay, spent 40 years in our education system, 29 as a teacher and 11 as an administrator. When my kids hit eighth grade, I started them taking the SAT exam. Oh, good for you. Because my thinking was, you're going to get used to all these kinds of directions and what things you're asked. So as you're going through different classes and they're teaching those concepts, you're going to go, oh, I really need that, (laughs) you know, and that you will get so used to reading the directions that you won't waste time reading the directions since they're all time test. You are 100% correct. And that is my advice to parents. My kids took the ACT or the SAT as their end of year exam uh, beginning in eighth grade. 
Um, and matter of fact, by the time my kids were taking the ACT and SAT, the standardized test also allowed for purchasing an extra fee, actually purchasing the exam the student takes along with their answers and the key. Oh, so you can correct their mistakes. Isn't it freaking awesome? Yes. Now, it's only available for three exams a year on each. But if you try your best to have your child take it during one of those three and order that exam, now you've got a study guide. You know exactly what they got wrong. They can work through it and figure out why so they don't make that same mistake again. It's awesome. But yes, I, I agree 100%. Take the exam early, take it often, get used to the instructions, and now you don't even have to read the instructions. By the time it, quote, counts in junior year, they have that extra time. Right, right, and they're a pro. I, I used to jokingly, my son said the first time I said, you need to take this, and I wasn't even concerned with what his grade would be on it. I didn't expect mm -hmm. him to do very well, but jokingly, he said to me, well, mom, what score do you expect me to get? And I jokingly said a 1,200. He was in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And so he counted 1,200. So the next year when he took it, he says, okay, now what do you expect? And I said, well, last year was a 1,200, so this year better be a 1,300. And we did that every year until I said, you know what? You're in the 1,500s. You don't have to take that again if you don't want to. <laughs> That's fine. You know, That's I was like, oh, okay, we're good. <laughs> and I did the same thing. My, my kids did take the ACT in the seventh grade with Duke tip. It's one of the talent information uh, 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 type of things. But as far as for me, for my information, they took it in the eighth, ninth, and 10th grade as their end of year exam. And when they took it in the eighth grade, I told them blankly, you will know nothing on this exam. It's not about the test. It's about getting used to how the test works. It's about getting used to the instructions and getting used to the testing environment. Even for kids that are in school, the testing environment for something like that is very different. It might not even be in their own school that, it's, that they're taking the test. So you want them to get used to that. Right. And that's what I told mine. That's why I was so surprised that he did well. <laughs> I mean, I really was surprised. Well, you know? there, there are test-taking strategies that help out, and it's possible that he might have understood that early on. Yeah, both of my kids were good test takers, but there's a lot of people like me that were always horrible test takers. It didn't matter what we knew. Well, the good news today, there are a lot of schools that are test optional, so they don't have to submit an ACT or SAT score, and the college will base their uh, acceptance and scholarships on their GPA and their extracurriculars. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. Now, what criteria is required for a family to qualify for outside assistance for their children's college expenses? Well, it depends on what you mean by outside assistance. When you start talking about that, I, I look at it as scholarships. And scholarships are not all based on GPA and test scores. There are plenty that are, but there are also plenty that are based on writing an essay on a specific topic. My daughter's very first scholarship that she won was for $10,000 based on an essay, and it was a national scholarship, and she was a junior in high school. I think that's incredible. I know that for my daughter's school, where she wanted to go, they did a weekend where anybody that wanted to compete for the scholarships that the college gave out, we would have to pay for them to get there, but then the room and the board would be covered. 
and then they put them through tests and they the first place was um, a 100% full ride and the second place was just tuition free and the third place was room and board free. Wonderful. And, and so I literally said, I so believe in you. I'm willing to pay for that $700 airplane fare. You go out there and you get you one of those three scholarships. And, you know, my kids, bless their hearts, they always listened and did what they were told. And so she did. <laughs> Well, you can't fault them for that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Now, stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Now, this show is dedicated to our children's collegiate futures. Stay tuned to hear more of Denise Thomas's ideas on how you can pay for college. Stay tuned. a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, X-Zone Radio TV. For more information on the X-Zone Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.xzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Denise Thomas. Her website is getaheadoftheclass.com. Now, Denise is a well-recognized for her ability to assist parents in figuring out how to pay for their children's college education. Now, Denise, I'd like to ask you about one other thing, 
And again, it was a, I was in schools and this was available to me. And so I took advantage of it and, and made my kids do this. But I don't know if it was a good thing for everybody's kids or not. But I looked at how do they know what classes they want to take in high school unless they already know about where they want to go. So I had them go in eighth grade to college nights up at the high school where I was working. And so that I said, go around and figure out what kind of college sounds good to you and what the requirements are. And then we're going to work backwards on what would you have to take each year, your senior year, your junior year, your sophomore and your freshman year, so that then you would qualify for that college. Now, would you recommend that type of thinking to all uh, parents or do you think it's not necessary? No, I I think it's not a bad idea at all because the vast majority, and again, it's not all high schools, but the vast majority of high schools will present to the student uh, courses that the state that they're in would require for admittance. However, that covers mostly public school uh, uh, universities, right? When it comes to the privates, the privates tend to add on a few extras. They may expect three years of a foreign language instead of two, which might be what most of the public universities are requiring. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that that those requirements are stringent, though. I've actually seen some colleges where, uh, let's say, a 25 or 26 on the math score for the entrance exam is required for the ACT, but yet they can still be flexible if something else, uh, you know, maybe they're maybe they're going into a humanities for their major and they don't need to be in engineering or biology or a science where that kind of score would be required. So schools tend to be flexible, but I'll tell you what's important about starting early when it comes to looking at colleges. When the student is going to these fairs, I look at those people who are representing those colleges as the gatekeepers. They like to see younger students show up and show an interest. Something that a lot of parents are not aware of is that every time your student makes contact with a school, they know about it. They have, they're keeping records of the interest that that student has for that school. If the first time they've ever heard your name is the application senior year, they kind of look at that as like you're, you're kind of throwing mud against a wall just to see what happens. You might not actually have an interest in that school. So it is good to start early and show that you have an interest and inquire and get information from the schools. That's fascinating. I would have had no idea. Talk to us about Cracking the Code Foundation that you founded. Well, Cracking the Code to Free College, it covers literally everything a parent would need, starting with freshman year, going all the way through high school. It covers the timeline so they don't miss a thing. It covers uh, looking for scholarships, how to win scholarships, what does a scholarship essay that wins look like. Um, It covers things that they need to have or should have on their resume what type of activities uh, colleges are looking for, and what activities stay on their resume through adulthood. A lot of parents don't realize that there are some things that do not drop off the resume. Give us an example. Well, Eagle Scout. If a student is an Eagle Scout, that would stay on your resume until you literally have so much work experience that it needs to fall off. Uh, Something like that shows a lot of integrity. 
and character. It's something that both colleges and employers look for. I just find all of this so fascinating. Um, how do parents find out more about this in particular and, and what you're doing and how to contact you? Well, they can contact me through my website. I actually have a contact information page. Uh, but in addition, um, they can take the course. I actually just opened up uh, the Cracking the Code to Free College course again for the live program. Probably won't be live again for a while, but I do have it in uh, video format, and they can always contact me. The good news is that regardless of how early a parent starts, when they join the course, it's lifetime access. So they can utilize it for all of their other children. They can retake the course live anytime they want. They always have access to me because my goal is to put a large dent in this darn college loan problem that we have. Excellent, excellent goals. Now, just to remind everybody on knowthename.com, you can go to the, the calendar page, which says schedule. And on today's date, there is the X Zone radio show and a link and how to contact, a link for this show, and how to contact Denise so that if you're not somewhere where you can write down her website right now or her information, it is all sitting on my website, knowthename.com, under today's date. So, uh, Denise, are there certain no-nos that if your child has done one of these that you might as well kiss help goodbye? <laughs> no, not really, because in, it, what a lot of parents, and I've seen this very recently, as a matter of fact, a lot of parents think, well, my kid is mediocre. They don't have straight A's or they didn't get, they didn't ace the SAT. You know, how are they going to get into college or their math score really is terrible. There is a college for everyone. Literally, there are 5,000 colleges and universities in the U.S. I promise you there is some place your child is meant to be. Now, I was very fortunate that because I was a single parent, that helped my kids when they were applying for scholarships. And the other thing I noticed that I thought was fascinating was I started them taking that SAT in eighth grade because of some comment that an English teacher had made off the cuff and I had overheard it and I went, I'm doing that for my kids. And so, and so what I didn't realize then that I think is important is that when your child takes the SAT or the ACT as an eighth grader, that there many colleges have summer programs for the summer between eighth and ninth grade, and they offer them free of charge to kids that do well on those tests. There are some that are free, but the vast majority, and it is hard to find them when they're free, free hey, be there, you know what I'm saying? Because it's a great opportunity. Uh, some of them do cost quite a bit of money, but what I want parents to know about those programs is twofold. Number one, just because your child attends, let's say, uh, Duke University summer program for, I don't know, pre-engineering students or whatever, does not mean that there will be any advantage to an acceptance at that school or any school. It literally makes no difference whatsoever for the acceptance rate. However, what you should be looking at is in those summer activities, what is it that your kid is enjoying? What are they learning from it? Uh, will they find their, 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 will, will they find what they love? Will they find their college major? Will they find their career choice? That's the most important thing. I do recall one summer, I actually sent my son to five camps that summer, five weeks. Oh, long. wow. 
when we got to the fifth one, he says, why am I doing this? <coughs> and my response was, it's my job to give you opportunities. It's your job to find your passion. Well, and I think that's sometimes very hard. I remember driving the bus. That was cheaper for all of us teachers to drive a big bus, um, a, like a van, for our students than it was to rent the school buses when we drove them when I was teaching in San Antonio over to Houston to see the Space Center. And I remember driving on the way, and I told the kids, you've got to keep me awake on the way back because it was really early. They all slept out the way out there, but it made a long day for us. And the kids literally sat in the front seat and said, you know, I don't know what my gifts are. I don't know where my talents are. And I sat there and said, well, this is what I've observed. And then the next kid in the back would go, can you do that for me? And I had kids swapping in and out of the front seat the entire ride back. And I thought, our schools, I don't think, are very good at helping kids realize where their gifts are and where their passions are. Oh, 100%. I agree with that 100%. And that's one of the advantages, I believe, of homeschooling because we're with our kids so, so often, 24-7, most of the time, that we have an opportunity to see that. I firmly believe that had my son in particular been in traditional school, we never would have figured out what his passions were because he rarely let anyone see any emotion. He's very stoic. That's just who he is. But, but you know, when it comes to being in school these days, we've packed the school time with so much work that there's no time for the instructor, for the teacher to really get to know these students and to really bond with them and understand who they are. So it is unfortunately up to the parents to kind of help guide their students. I'm really glad you were able to, to have that opportunity to, to talk with your kids and see that and help them to see their gifts. Well, I cheated because I knew how to interpret names. And so I just read their names. <laughs> I mean, that's really cheating, but I wanted to give them the knowledge of who they were because it's just there in the name if you know how to read it. Well, they need to have that, too. I think it's it's something that's a lot of people, especially teenagers today, um, they struggle with depression and anxiety. Uh, and I think it's because they don't know that there's so much positive in their life that they they are affecting other people by who they are. They definitely are. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we're going to find out what Denise Thomas has in her name that has assisted her that you just might have in your name as well. Stay tuned. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. 
Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I dot net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not so secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit iconquality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. 
You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Denise Thomas, whose website is getaheadoftheclass.com. Now, she's taken her knowledge about college scholarships to an incredible level where she's able to assist others in saving money. So, Denise, how do you inspire parents to create a life of financial freedom? I think my life is a good example of what you can do once you've got that financial freedom. And there's plenty, plenty of other examples, not just mine, but of course, I'm free to give pictures of what happens when you are not going to your kid's college. Others might not want to, you know, really reveal that. But uh, when you're not paying for your kids to go to college, it's not just you that, as a parent, that has the advantage, but your kids have the advantage as well. They can live a life of financial freedom just like you are. Uh, Both my kids were able to travel both during college years as well as after college years and uh, buy houses and they have cars that are fully paid for. They're not struggling with student loan debt. I struggled with student loan debt as a kid, you know, as a young adult. And I did not want my kids to have to go through that. And, you know, by the grace of God and a lot of uh, a lot of wisdom and research, they did not. And that's what I want for everyone else. I want other parents and students to feel that freedom that comes without student loan debt. Now, I wish I would have known about you when my kids were going through. I utilize the school counselors a lot for a lot of information. But and my kids went through on mostly scholarships. Excellent. But it's it's very difficult. And and I mean, I just looked at it and I thought, you know, some parents are choosing between their own retirement fund and paying for their kid to go to college. It's very common. And, and I agree with you. It's a, it's a sad state of affairs that we're living in right now. You know, so what are scholarship judges looking for in a scholarship application? I like to say passion or focus. Uh, First of all, obviously, regardless of what the topic is, they've got to be able to stay on topic. And part of that is when the student has written out their uh, their scholarship essay, they've got to get another set of eyes on it. I've actually heard of a couple of kids that didn't want their parents to read their essays. It's like, okay, that's fine if it might be personal or you don't want your mom to know about whatever. I don't know what the reason would be regardless, but find another student that has a perfect English or, or uh, reading SAT or ACT score to help navigate that essay and get another pair of eyes on it. Because the grammar and the punctuation, uh, the topics, the everything has to, sentence structure, it all has to be perfect. Because regardless of how wonderful the information is in the essay or gut-wrenching, whatever, one error is all it takes to put it in the trash. And you- Oh no, that's scary. That to happen. Yeah, well, let's let's face it. There are some scholarships where maybe there's only 10, 15, 20, or 100 applicants for the one, you know, for the one award, but many of them, 
have thousands or tens of thousands of applicants. You've got to make sure that there's no excuse for tossing your application. Make sure that the essay is absolutely perfect, that it stays on topic, that you have a hook. Uh, just your bait, it's basically, it's basic English writing skills. But unfortunately, a lot of students don't have that naturally without a little bit of assistance. And uh, I think part of it also was writing succinctly because many essays have a word limit. Now, what I asked them to do initially, write the essay without thinking about the word limit, just write. Let's get the, all, all the ideas on paper and then start cutting back and reducing and changing and get it down to the word count. You know, that's an excellent idea. I would suggest that they take it into their English teachers and have their English teachers proof it for them. It doesn't hurt. Absolutely. You know, and I know many English teachers, bless their hearts, will take on that extra task. So you have a, a, a free something. I don't know what you call it. It's 12 tips from prestigious scholarship judges. And it, that's on your website. Talk to us about that. Yeah, the, the very first one, I, the first tip out of the 12, I believe, probably is don't make any errors. Don't give them an excuse. <laughs> as silly as it is. And, and, but the truth is, reading instructions, actually following directions is a big deal. Matter of fact, I was very surprised uh, that, my, that one of my daughter's applications didn't get thrown in the trash. Uh, she sent in her first college application as a high school junior for the following year as, you know, to be able to, to be admitted. She forgot to send in the application fee. And as you know, most colleges, the application costs a little bit of money. It could be 50 bucks, it could be 75 or more just to apply. She forgot to send in the check. I'm, I'm just like, I can't believe you did that. It's going to go in the trash. But three days later, we got a phone call from the university saying that they had received her application, but did not receive the fee. And they wanted to offer her tuition, fees, room, board, and books. OMG, isn't that amazing? So before we go on, I just want to remind everybody that the link for this freebie of the 12 winning scholarship hacks that you want, that link is on my website, knowthename.com, on the schedule page on today's date. So I just wanted to remind you that because all of that information and everything that Denise has offered is all right there for you in one place so that you can find it. So um, I'm looking at, and, and considering what you've said and considering what I know I had my kids go through, I mean, it's just amazing to me how you're simplifying this whole process when I literally did things from hit and miss and talking to um, so many different counselors. And I had an advantage because I was a high school administrator. Mm -hmm. And then I was teaching college at night, trying to get, earn the extra money that they would need just for things like transportation to and from college and those type of things. And I know that I was put on the scholarship committee or reading committee for the college that I was working for at night teaching classes. And so when I was reading the college <laughs> um, essays, right, that they sent in for who should get these scholarships, the minute there was entitlement in an essay, I threw it out. Mm. And so do you think, I mean, there was one other judge because everything got read by two judges, but 
there was one other judge out of the small group of eight of us that said the minute I saw entitlement, I was like, nope, no scores, no points, because we had to give points in different areas. So do you think that's common or uncommon And when somebody's writing in? Well, as far as what they're writing in, I can't say for sure. But what I will say is that when it comes to the scholarship committees that are reading these essays and making these decisions, a lot of times it's just a gut feeling. It's a gut instinct. It's it's what you're reading, not just from the essay, maybe from the rest of the application package. Um, But, you know, people have to remember, parents have to remember, the school is trying to fill out their freshman class. And I personally agree that if someone feels, you know, if they're starting to write about entitlement, to me, that is a type of thinking that says I should get something for nothing. Correct. And and I'm just not there. I, I can't go that way. That's not the way my brain uh, thinks. That's not the way I was I was brought up. My family was poor as dirt. I mean, literally, my dad went and you know basically dumpster dived every you know couple of days uh, on trash night to find out what other people, what other junk other people had that we could refurbish and use at our house or, or what have you. But never, ever did, was there ever that entitlement mentality. It was always, you work for what you have. And uh, so I, I don't know what I would expect to see, but I would hope that parents are teaching their children that you have to work for what you're gonna get in life. Uh, you're you're not going to get the A's or the B's in college, just like you shouldn't get the A's or B's in high school without working for it. And that continues to go on throughout life. So real quickly, what's the best grade for people to start so that it's the best time to start exploring financial options for college? What grade is your child in? Well, the truth is, I, I think that they should at least start looking during middle school at what the options are so they know what's ahead of them. Maybe not, you know, full on, you know, really getting into it, but knowing what your kid is good at, uh, not just academically, but more so in the realm of activities. What are they good at and what are they enjoying in, in seventh and eighth grade? Because in all honesty, they only have one more year. By the time they get through ninth grade, they really need to know and have that activities uh, schedule figured out. What is it that they really enjoy? What do they want to continue to pursue and to get better at or to be a leader in or what have you? Because by the time your student is a sophomore and a junior, you're done. They have to have some type of leadership already set either within their activities or maybe they're guiding or teaching someone else an activity or what have you, but something that shows leadership and responsibility of some kind before they are applying to colleges. And those applications go out at the very beginning of senior year. Great. Thank you so much, Denise, for taking your time to be with us today. I'm sure so many of our listeners are going to find this absolutely valuable. Thank you so much. Be prepared and surprised and pleased when you get to experience Denise Thomas's work. Now, her website, again, is getaheadoftheclass.com. Now, Denise's name indicates she's always strived to minimize conflicts, and that's located in the DE combo in her name. So if you have that, you also minimize uh, conflict. So if you wish to know more about your name, you can go to knowthename.com. This is Sharon Lynn Wyatt signing off.